Fortress of the best of friends Travel borderlands and back again Our love is true You're a friend and a comadre And if you threw up a chunga of beer would be from me and the card attached would say gracias for being my gente oh my god that's got to be my favorite one so far nicole thank you nicole you are listening to the pocha podcast i'm kat i'm charlene and that was one of the best intros ever ever and uh again our mad props and thank yous to nicole who recorded that for us after an ask uh, being part of her studio audience, or she was part of our, our studio audience at Moe's, and we asked her, like, hey, we have a favor. These are the lyrics we've created. And she's like, done and done. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. So Kat, we are now on Episodio. This is the Ocho. This is the big Ocho, the eight ball, as it were. The Ocho, like on Dodgeball, the channel where they play all the good shit. Oh, God. That no other channels will play. That's us. The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Before if we had we, a channel, it would be the Ocho. Before we get started, what's uh, what's new in the worlds? We've got um, we've gotten a few new listeners from yes. around the world. Yes, yay, yay, yay! So Australia has now joined us. Thank you, Australia, and Guatemala. We've got one from Guatemala. We mm. don't have Canada yet, which is actually quite surprising because Come we on, know. Canada. Some of our gente has moved up to the cold, cold north yeah, for whatever reason, because don't our people not like the cold? But they like health care. <laughs> <laughs> fair. <laughs> Very fair. Yeah, Canada. Come on, man. Come with it. We're ready. And <clears throat> by now we've reached, well, we reached our 1,000th download last month, but we are well on our way to getting to. So woohoo! Thank you for spreading the word. We yes. love you. Um, yeah, thank you very much. We are in November. We are almost at, um, a holiday that's, which we're going to talk about, but a holiday that's kind of mixed for the borderland area and in general. And we'll also be talking about brown versus white parenting (gasps) because, you know, for some of us who, um, not only have assimilated, but have been in on or are in relationships with. Uh, a white partner <gasps> there can oh be difference God. to how you parent um, and then uh, some sad news that happened today the day it. that we recorded number eight the death of Walter Mercado so but Boo. but he was kind of not kind of he was an important aspect of in a lot of abuela's lives so he's going to be our guy de nuevo yes. even though it's guy de dedo so Cat. <laughs> no I did. I just said that. That was not okay. Oh, sorry. Quien paz descanse. True. Um, so first on our list for this episode 8, we're in Thanksgiving season. Thanksgiving. So that brings up a couple interesting things. Yeah. For some of us who are either first-gen immigrants or long-term, like you've, you have some immigration, you have some immigrants in your family, but you're so far gone that maybe this is not a, you never even thought about it before, but Mm -hmm. I did have a conversation with some family recently, specifically about Thanksgiving. So, um, Thanksgiving traditionally the U S celebrates this gathering together, which we know is just bullshit, right? Well, but back in the day, growing up, how did you learn about Thanksgiving? Let's start there. So, okay, so we, from middle or even elementary school, the the Puritans and the the indigenous folks got together and had this great harvest and feast from the harvest in the fall. Mm -hmm. But we know that that actually didn't occur. Right. You made the construction paper hats and you were a pilgrim or an indian and then you did the turkey out of your hand turkeys yes and you talked about the beautiful celebration and everybody brought like a potluck menudo they sang songs there were no smallpox everybody had a good day and that was thanksgiving and then you got woke and then you grew up and were like what the fuck right 
not only yes. what the fuck, but I grew up and I was like, oh, that's fucked up what we've done. Yes. But also it was a, wait a second. Um, mm-hmm. My family sees this more as a religious yes. holiday. Yes. Agreed. So did, is that the same for yours? Absolutely. And it was probably about, I would say, three or four years ago where people started like denouncing Thanksgiving. Right. Saying they're not celebrating it anymore. People are pissed off about the commercializing of it, about the bullshit story we've been told. People are just done with Thanksgiving. They're done with Black Friday. They're done with capitalism. They're done with the whole fucking thing. They're done. And I really was in a place like, but wait, I still want to eat turkey because it's my favorite. And who's going to make stuffing? Because hello, stuffing. Um, but seriously, my family always celebrate. I when my fam at school it was definitely the pilgrims the indians all right, the things right but at home it was a time where my family all got together we my grandma brought out the good dishes she cooked for days literally cooked for days to get ready for this holiday my grandma took holidays so seriously damn she made them so special for everyone I mean, it was an event when you went to her house for Thanksgiving. So it was just about family to me. It was not about the historical context of whatever the fuck. It was family. And it was being thankful that we had food, that we had good health. people to share it with, that we had health. It was a time to reflect on the people that didn't. It was time to just really be grateful and live in that moment instead of the the hustle and bustle and the busy and the work and the stress and all the things it was just time to be thankful for what we had agreed we 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 celebrated in and predominantly just to clarify i spent most of my thanksgivings with my mom's side of the family not as much my father's so but in my mom's side of the family which only one of my theos of the nine theos um that my grandmother had was born in the states everybody else was born in mexico mm-hmm. That being said, um, a lot of them were raised either a small part of their lives or a large part of their lives, like in the case of my mom, because she was the third oldest, raised in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And when they came to the U.S., that was when they were like, oh, there's this thing that they celebrate. And I don't know if it was, you know, enough in popular culture in Mexico watching you know, television or what have you to know that, that, that was celebrated, but it wasn't really, they didn't celebrate it. Like they didn't have a dinner during that time frame, mm-hmm. right? Why was there a need? So th- when they came over here, they had to learn and it was the right. giving thanks. It was that family. And we, we had a, we have and still, ha- we had and still have a prayer before we eat. Same. Everybody, <laughs> every, whether or not like myself, I'm no longer Catholic. I'm, I'm Lutheran, whether or not you are Catholic, you stand up either you bow your head and Mm -hmm. just be silent or you you actually pray with all together with the family about the health about everybody being there about like give us another year of health it's almost like a spiritual new year kind of definitely my favorite thanksgiving prayer my little cousin he was probably about eight I would say, and they were like, oh, he, and he was, he was tremendo, like, he was all over the place all the time, right? I was literally the only person that would babysit him, not, like, <laughs> in the family, in the city. Wow. Like, every other babysitter had given up on him. Um, um, which is why he became a sped teacher. Go on. Absolutely. Uh, love him. Love you, Tay. Uh, he was given the honor of having to say grace, right? And he was young, so everybody was like, okay, he's, he's ready, he can do it, and he does better when he has a lot of responsibility because he really takes it seriously and he loves his family and all this stuff, right? For like 30 fucking minutes, he was like, and thank God for pencils and <laughs> apples and cats, like went down the list of shit he yes. was thankful for, and everyone was just like, who did this? Can we fucking eat, please? For the love of God, can we eat? The other thing, the rule in the house, my grandpa, who was definitely the, he was the patriarch of our family and not in a negative way. My grandfather was the most honorable, kind, patient, empathetic human ever, ever. He was just everything you want in a human, right? 
um, he would sit at the head of the table, as was customary, and he, for a lot of years, I mean, he would wait until, and, and we had a big, big extended family, so there was a lot, I mean, there were 12 to 20 people, give, depending on the year, at the Thanksgiving table, and some year, you know, for a lot of years, in my younger years, my grandfather would wait until the prayer was said, and then everyone was, like, watching grandpa is he eating it? Like, cause when he takes the first bite, the rule is it's on game on. You can eat. If grandpa took the first bite, it's on. And then as he got a little bit older, he'd be like, yeah, I'm eating. I, I don't know what y'all are doing. <laughs> I don't know who's saying great. We'll, we'll get to it eventually, but I'm going to eat. So it was, yes. you know, we, but we followed, it was a tradition. Everybody knew it. Everybody watched him. Everybody. And the food it wasn't just that it was a lot of food but it was special food it was like crafted with love and care and everybody brought a little something that was I mean so like people made what they were good at making except for like the kind of like messed up people that you know were having a hard time like bring the bread because yeah. <laughs> or the salad because you know some things are easier to, to pull off at the end of the day than others. Um, but what, what kind of stuff did you have to eat at Thanksgiving? I'm going to jump off that super quick and say, like, you know your status in the family. Oh, In terms sure. of age. Absolutely. When, when, they, when they give the responsibility, like, oh, now you can cook something. Yes. So now once I got together with Hani, that's when they started giving me more responsible food to bring. Because before it was like, oh, just bring the sodas. You can handle that. Or the paper goods, or the yeah, or the mm-hmm. or the plates, or the utensils, whatever. And then yeah. I got in a serious relationship, and they were like, "Now you can bring food." Well, but for clarity, because she cooks well, <laughs> <laughs> not because you do, but because she's a really good cook. Wow, I'm, I'm giving saying, you stink eye right now, but so it's bad. True. So the food, the food, the food. Here's an interesting thing. I did have a conversation with some of my tias, mm-hmm. and. Um, because a long time ago I had had a conversation with my mom and she had mentioned that she actually didn't like the smell of, of the cooking turkey. And that was part of my, oh, well shit, you know, they really didn't do this in Mexico. True. So then the, the, when I spoke to some of my tias, I was like, so how did you learn to make this? Because this is not something that you had when you were growing up. And one of my tias said, you know what? I remember as an elementary school student, because she came here when she was quite young, in um, south of Las Cruces, going to an elementary school, I remember being part of the 4-H club, and some of the 4-H club people came over to our house and the neighbor's house to teach my mom how to cook. No. Seriously. She said they would come over like two times a week. What? To show my grandmother and the next door lady whose whose last name I, I don't remember. How to cook. How, how to cook Americanized food. Right. Like my grandmother, obviously, 12 pregnancies, nine kids. She you knew how to how cook. how to make food. Yeah. And like paquerinde, like enough. Right. What? But I was fascinated. And so I was like, wait, but so who were the 4-H ladies who came over? Were they... Were they brown? Were they white? And she was like, no, they were, they were Mexicans. They were Mexicanos who came over because my mom, my grandmother didn't speak English, so they had to sp- speak to my grandmother. And she's like, wow. they must have shown her how to cook this because we had turkey, we had stuffing, we had yeah. yams, we had all of that stuff. And then wow. in my memory, I'm like, well, but as a kid, didn't we have tamales or something there? And she's like, no, that was Christmas. Mm-hmm. We, we Americanized for Thanksgiving. Interesting. I was fascinated because I wanted to, I wanted to know, like, if my mom really didn't care for the smell. Why? And this is nothing that that they they did when they were, you know, it was like right. in chi- like wintertime. It was tamales, frijoles, Menudo, like pozole, all the warm stuff that we are used right. to, right? So, I, you know, it, acc- oh it my along God. my getting wokeness, along this like timeline mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. getting woke about having to assimilate for my family was that and and then it was interesting to hear the different generations so the youngest of my tias was like i have no idea i've always seen turkey right yes 
and then so that as is you, the tradition and as you get older then you hear the uh, mm. uh like oh no there was someone who came over here to help us learn how to do this stuff that's nuts right wow crazy absolutely mike we always had turkey and I've, I've shared before, my grandparents were, they've been here a long time. So the, the acculturation was huge, right? They had taken on the traditions of dominant culture for sure. And Thanksgiving was a huge one. And my, like I said, my grandma busted out with the nice dishes. Um, it, was, it was a very special time for her to show what we had to be thankful for, right? Like right. that was the showcase of it all. And... The funny thing now, in retrospect, there was the turkey, there was the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, but then there was the, we're not quite letting go of the being brown or being in the borderland, in that there was the chile colorado that you put on top of the mashed potatoes instead of gravy. Yes. Delicious. There's always some nacho cheese. Delicious. There's, There's always, always salsa. <laughs> There's always salsa. There's always some kind of green chile that you can put on top of whatever. Um, and then I do feel like tamales infiltrated at some point from Christmas to Thanksgiving just because they're delicious. And if you can have them at Christmas, why not have them at Thanksgiving? Um, beans. There was always beans. Um, sometimes rice. Just the little sprinkling of... Of your culture in there. Of the cultura, yeah. Like mixed in. So Absolutely. Yeah, there's always... There's one tia who makes... Who is like you are the salsa maker? You have been given that. Oh my god! That is and the thing the that you do, and she makes the best. And then she does it for like gringo salsa, and then there's our salsa. <laughs> <laughs> because and when and when your partner has grown up, they can move from gringo over to regular. So my I my husband is white, and we've talked about this before. But the very first holiday that he came with me too was thanksgiving and he put red chili on the mashed potatoes because like other people are doing it and you know when in rome you kind of just do and he was like i think that was when he decided to marry me for real <laughs> not because the food for, for not not just well. the food but that particular my godmother's red chili on top of mashed potatoes that's like what time do you serve dinner <laughs> seriously if you haven't had it well i've had it but i haven't had your your oh, tias or your oh, godmother no, so it is we're gonna have to do it because my th my tia who does the salsa also does this <gasps> my brother calls it chippy gooch <laughs> and it's chipotle chile with honey and something else and magic and calcetines but it's so good what he calls it chippy gooch and he because my brother lives in massachusetts he makes it out there for his for oh, his okay yeah he, he married a white lady good and he time. makes it for them and whatnot. And they, you know, oh, wow, this is so good, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it is Delicious. amazing. And that's what I like to put with my mashed potatoes because, you know, sometimes <gasps> I don't, do I don't trade. care. I don't care for gravy that much. Yeah. Same. I mean, like I for mean, me, it's great. I'll eat it. Gravy is like mole or curry or I don't know. Gravy is barbecue just sauce. Or barbecue. It's a sauce. It's a sauce, but gravy is so kind of pl plain that I don't care for it on things. It's you like, oh, you just put Dean gravy. You've just put more plain on top of plain. You haven't things. had that butter oh, and bourbon racist gravy. Did you see? That's, <laughs> that's what you need in your life. Bourbon and racist gravy. Yeah. No, I'm going to stay away from that's that. That's the stuff. <laughs> but that's interesting that, like, hearing the similarities and how we treat Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and how, how our culture infiltrates in different ways, like ninja style going in and being like, no, but you can have your potatoes, but. Bum, well, bum, but like, bum. yeah, this is good, but well, and then, so then the first time that my husband's mother made a Turkey, she baked it in a paper bag. And I what? was like, that shit's about to catch on fire. I don't know if you know how this works. <laughs> but no, they like <laughs> smother it in butter. And okay. The bag is greased. And then you cook it in a paper bag. I have never heard of such a and thing. So, and so basically the skin fries a little bit because it's on this greased bag. Bag. Right. It's freaking delicious. 
Wow. The other, Delicious. the turkey, one turkey that I have had that was outstanding when I lived in Los Angeles, we did, um, in the, the apartment complex that I lived in, which was only like 16 apartments, we would do a communal Thanksgiving because most of us were not from LA. Right. So we didn't go home for that particular mm-hmm. holiday and we would just hang out together. We had the days off collectively. We, most of us work nonprofit. Right. So we brought our, our money together. Who can make what? Mm-hmm. And my roommate at the time made this turkey that had um, jalapenos that were between the skin, like up right oh. under the skin, but right before the meat. Oh. And she, she put them in there just kind of like all over, like stuffing it, mm-hmm. plus the stuffing. And it was so good. I've, I've been meaning to try that with Hatch green chili, which that is, as we've delicious. talked about, better than Colorado green chili. And putting that in between the skin and the meat and seeing how, like, oh, that sounds delicious. It would be like relleno turkey. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, you just reminded me of one of my favorite Thanksgivings. My sister had just moved to Chicago. We missed her dearly. My mom and I flew out there, and we rarely spent a holiday away from the like giant family that we have. So, this was a big deal that we left. And my mom told my sister I'll cook for you and your roommate what do y'all want I'll make turkey I'll make whatever they were like no we want green enchiladas beans and rice yes because we haven't had it bring chile bring the stuff from home so we did we went out took all the stuff with us made green enchiladas made, and it was like the stray Thanksgiving like uh-huh. all the friends that didn't have familia where they were at in Chicago that were just working side hustles and trying to get through school or or not or whatever they all would show up at different times it was the best yes the best well, i had a very similar experience um my final year of nmsu my mom and my stepdad my dad um they said you know for your for your gift what we're going to do is the three of us are going to go fly out and see your brother in, in massachusetts and so we went out there and we had a communal the same the strays Mm -hmm. thanksgiving people came over to my brother's place and the one thing my my brother said was i want the enchiladas yep so that's what we had as we were in we were freaking in one of the first 13 colonies and the one thing that they wanted was enchiladas from the southwest and everybody like they were again they were like (laughs) oh my this is delicious this is delicious (laughs) i need another cup of water drink milk fucker right Yes, that was our, our collective Thanksgiving. And, you know, in this borderland area, we're sure that we are not the only ones who have that kind of recollection of Thanksgiving, the food that we have, but also how we treat Thanksgiving in comparison to what we've learned about in school. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, you are listening to the Pocha podcast. Your cat. You're Charlene. (laughs) (laughs) You you threw me a curveball and I had to think about your name. I like it. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> this is a perfect segue because when there, you know, for many people where there is Thanksgiving, there is extended family and that could bring on a pleasant, lovely experience or a circus, depending on, uh, or a pleasant circus, whatever, <laughs> however <laughs> you want to look at it. Sometimes yes. Sometimes yes. Um, and this brought up for me, I, I think when we started talking about this episode and talking about Thanksgiving, I definitely was like, you know, when you get all the gets together and all the kids and all the babies and all the gente and all the boyfriends and the girlfriends and the partners and I didn't know they were divorced and all the shit, it all comes out. It all comes tumbling out and then people start drinking the wine and eating their food and it's all good and then, and then, and then, and then the truth Bah, what? Paper, plastic, what? Well, I have found as a uh, person who is now married to someone who is white and just being in the world um, and, and having been a teacher, there is a difference between the way Latinos parent, Latinx's parent, and other people parent. Agreed. And it is evident... All the more when you are sitting at the Thanksgiving <laughs> table <laughs> with your extended, mixed, beautiful, colors of Benetton family. Yes. Yes. That awkward moment when your tia is looking at you like, I need to smack this kid. Mm-hmm. 
but they are raised by someone else mm-hmm. and they are white. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens. It happens. Yeah. So, I mean, but not just at Thanksgiving, but in general, there are some differences. When I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about, and we kind of touched on this in incidentally, like accidentally in the last episode, <laughs> yes. two completely different words. And one of those ways that, that Latinx parents parent is el cucuy, like you are threatened. El señor te va a llevar. And so <laughs> I had, after this episode, didn't I ask you, like, haven't you ever used el cucuy on, on, right. and I was like, uh, your, on no. special K? No. That's what's wrong with her. <laughs> yeah. And so our parents used el cucuy as like, go to bed or else. Well, or but not just el cucuy. El, mira, ese señor te va a llevar. Or the police are going to come for you. There was a threat. There was, there was this a different level threat. Yes. of threat of either the supernatural or the the biggest the authoritative presence we can imagine are going to come and get you. Yes. The, and there was threat levels. There was like, oh, yeah. if el cucuy doesn't work, move to ne- like go step go th- go three steps well, forward el cucuy is abstract but el señor the like the dude who's literally standing at the corner that might look a little bit creepy at the store that's real shit and then there's also the i don't know about y- about your particular family but ours had one tia who was like <laughs> don't make me tell and in our case it was like tia lupe you knew you was no. in trouble when they had to threaten you with that what would she and then do when, oh she had she was like like, she would dude, she would spank nalgada. you. Oh, nalgada. But, and no. if you got in trouble with her, that was like, you done fucked up, son. Cause. You're cut off. You're cut off. You had like five chances and then there was Lupe. <gasps> and then like manos the de fierro. Table for Thanksgiving. Nope. Kicked out. Kicked out. And to this day, we whenever we gather together, doesn't matter. Inevitably, it'll be like, have you ever gotten a spanking from her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my nalgas, my her handprint is still there. You could have seen it in my blown out pants. No, dude, threat level. Lupe was like, like, oh, you done fucked up. That's what we should call the next hurricane. <laughs> hurricane Lupe. Has there been one? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that shit slaps you in the face. Instead what? of code red, code Lupe. <laughs> but th- so there's there's el cucuy. There's the one like the hour parent who will. And in my house, it was not, my, my mom would say, wait till your dad comes home. And I was like, oh, thank God. Cause he's about to save my ass. Cause you are a nightmare. It was like, oh, please let dad come home. Please right? for the love of God, because he's going to know that you are psycho and you are torturing me unnecessarily <laughs> and that I need to be saved from this and taken to have ice cream immediately. And whenever I see your mom, I don't see that at all. And I, I <laughs> that's how they roll. I know my father the same way. Mm-mm. And if we got in trouble with Lupe, then it was like, yeah, just wait till you get home. Cause you know, there's a second level so that they have the, the threat of the supernatural, yep. the threat of the one parent or guardian who will absolutely put throw down with an algada and then there's like chancla level mm-hmm. and if you don't have a chancla it's the cinturon right so if you are actually wearing like high heels tacones my grandmother once chased me in the backyard around a tree with a stick <laughs> <laughs> like literally doing circles like like a cartoon like a merry-go-round with a stick <laughs> so other ways that there's differences in parenting yeah. like we got it threat level you know bordering on <laughs> abuse nalgadas there's also the like cállate o te callo oh. like in church the pellizca oh, oh. The pe- I wrote that down too pellizcas under the arm oh, God. whether it's like first level skin layer or second level oh. layer of skin oh yeah and then you're like trying to show like this is the stupid thing as a kid the person who just injured you in church in front of god and everybody (laughs) is getting you're trying to show them what they did (laughs) like there's going to be some fucking kind of remorse and this is dexter at this point sitting next to you (laughs) dexter don't give a fuck dexter is well rehearsed in how humans should react this is not happening. But you're trying... Look, you left me a red mark. <laughs> it's bad. It is. And you don't see this with... Like, give us an example of at the park. The white family Karen, who's got a kid. <laughs> I know you made a you made a poor decision. Let's We're going to talk about this. But right now, eat your popsicle. 
And later when we get home, we're going to discuss your consequence. Choose your consequence. You either don't get to have a popsicle later or you don't get to have your favorite dessert with dinner. Exactly. Yeah. No. And it's all. all about it's all about the future with white parents. It's like about your future self. Like how are they going to damage your ego and your sense of worth if in that moment? Like this is a, this is huge. Mexican parents aren't thinking about that shit. Mm-mm. Latino parents are not thinking about that shit. No, it's right then and there. You're not doing what the fuck I said and I birthed you and I brought you into this damn world and I feed you and I clothe you and I house you. Oh, hail to the no. Because what you just did was disrespectful to all the shit that I have to put up with to deal with your little ass. Right. And then there's the, and then you did it in public? Oh, no. Sin vergüenza. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. And then there's the, the parenting of like, pero th- like when you f- your mom tells you, don't get up on that tree, don't get up on that tree, you're going to fall. And then you fall and it's like, andele. ay, pobrecita, are you okay? Pero te dijo. Andele, andele. No, no. Por haciendo pendeja. Andele, por andar pendeja. Yeah. Por andar mm-hmm. corriendo. Yep. You're in trouble for getting hurt constantly. Yep. Mm-hmm. You are in trouble for being hurt. Te like, dije. what the hell? D- I'm pr- I promise I, you. How am I bleeding and I'm getting yelled at? <laughs> Like, I don't even understand what's happening I right promise now. you, on my mom's grave, I'm probably going to put, like, te dije, because that would be, like, all the times I <laughs> fucked up. She's like, te I'm dije. Te dije. <laughs> you knew? No. You knew. Yeah. You knew. And if you're listening, you know. You know. Definitely. And, it, and it's, and I, so, my I do have a biracial child. <laughs> Fortunately for her. How much did you pay for this racial child? <laughs> exactly. Bye. I buy her. Fortunately, my husband is uh, ha- previously had a child and is, you know, logical <laughs> 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 and mostly patient. Uh, and and he has to remind me sometimes, like, um, yeah, you're being crazy. And I will. I'll start going off on her in Spanish. I will. And she's like, I don't know what you're saying. Because... And then I'm like, oh, hell no. Now you're mocking me and your own brownness, fool. And then I get more pissed off and she's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And she don't give a fuck. That's the other bad thing. She don't give a fuck. And that's when I know she's brown. At the risk of getting smacked by our executive producer, one thing that I've noticed in our parenting differences, like I'll get I'll get angry super easy. Like I will like don't I will get the chancla and hit you. It takes stages for the executive producer to get upset. Oh. Mm-hmm. But when you hit stage nine it's and Dexter. she's blown her Dexter. fucking rod, yep. then I'm like, oh, I done. told you I'm walking away because I would have given you the chunkla the first time and mm-hmm. you would have paid attention. Now you done fucked up. Mm-hmm. Damn. Agreed. Yep. That's a difference. There is a level. No, it's true because he's Mr. Patience, Mr. Fucking logical mr negotiation we're gonna talk about your choices you made a horrible decision have we talked about you being kind and considerate and this and i'm like what you know better are you kidding me right now do you have any self-respect <laughs> are people mira te van a ver look all the people are looking at you now and you're crying like a loca all the people are looking yes and he's like oh my god you know n- nobody even knows what you're saying right now <laughs> but when he does get mad right i'm trying to hide uh, and in my head, I'm going, well, you should have gotten mad the first time. Same. We would have If saved. you would have gotten mad 17 times ago, <laughs> probably we wouldn't be, be at number 17. Right. <laughs> Might have been at number three, chunked out to the head. We would have been done. <laughs> done. See, now that's why you need to institute El Cucuy in her life is just to make sure I that she's so. on the... But not El Señor. That's creepy. Creepy, but true. But like, it's weird. That's weirder when you're like, and the people that you're talking about can hear you in the fucking store, and they're looking at you like, "Lady, really? You're you're threatening your kid?" Or the cops? I'm gonna call the police. <laughs> I'm gonna call the police, and then we don't know why brown people are afraid of the police. <laughs> I'm gonna call the police and get you systems involved, and then <laughs> yes, and then what? Pipeline to prison, bitch. <laughs> Pipeline to prison. <laughs> your fucking kid. This is not okay. We need to stop doing this shit. <laughs> Wait, but we just said it worked. <laughs> what happened? But it, uh, but that's real. That is true. I guess so. That, like that's the a whole other episode. Thing, but then like the police getting you and the stranger kidnapping you. That's a whole. It's um, not gonna lie. I've used that as a threat as well. Oh my like, god! 
we know police officers. Don't make me call them and swing by the house to make sure that you're not having a party. Oh, but when they're teenagers, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) There are stages of parenting. (laughs) Yeah, at that point, it's not El Cucuy anymore. It's just the Popo. Yeah. The Popo you know. Oh, so I hope you are getting ready for your Thanksgiving and be mindful of how you are um, regañando your niño or niña at Thanksgiving. And go easy. In front of your familia. Go easy. And wear shoes that are easily removable so you can throw them faster. Denny's? No, you have to untie. Velcro? You could just slip the fuck off and throw. Boots. Right? Be, be, uh, Be kind to others. Mostly people are doing the best they can. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> you are listening to the Bocha Podcast, doing the best that we can. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And now it's time for Que Hay de Nuevo. And in this one, it's bittersweet Que Hay de Nuevo. This just happened today, the day that we're... Well, no. It happened yes, the day before day. We, we recorded. And when I got the news, I was devastated. As a matter of fact, I was like, <gasps> I did that. And then I had to look it up and make sure it was true. And then you texted. And then I texted you. And then I texted my sister and she said, is the world going to end? And then. For real. So our executive producer, my partner, is sitting on the on the couch going, wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? Like She's not. She doesn't understand what's going on. And then finally I tell her and she's like, I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. The passing of Walter Mercado. Mm. Pour, Pour one, one out. out. So. Walter Mercado. Abuelas in the Latinx community are mourning. Who are, who's going to give them their astrology? So for those who may not know the exactly who he is, you would definitely be able to tell who he is from pictures. Mm-hmm. And you'd recognize him because he's been on many a Telemundo, Univision. Primer Impacto. All sorts of shows mm-hmm. giving you the astrology for each of your signs. The predictions. and But he did it in a way because there's like astrology and, and then there's like astrology intermixed with Catholicism, which is what Walter right. did. So Walter was uh, an, basically an astrologist from Puerto Rico. An He'd icon. been doing this for decades. Yes. Decades. An icon. And when I, when I pulled it, so I told my... My partner, like, oh, Walter Mercado died. Like, that's a big deal. She's like, who the fuck that? So I Google searched some images mm-hmm. and I showed her some images. And <laughs> at first she was like, is that a man or a woman? Which legit. I mean, very gender very, fluid. Yeah. Gender fluid, dude. But she also said, was he the Liberace of astrology? Yes. Because of the way that he a dressed. A thousand percent. Uh, yes. Agreed. And he was just such... A part of Spanish language television. He was a part of my abuela. Like that's how I first knew of him was my abuela. Oh yeah, mommy used to watch him. He would come out in like some of the like the Inquirer version of mm-hmm. or the Mexican version of the mm-hmm. Inquirer. So I knew what who he was growing up. Like I knew what he did and who he was. Mm-hmm. So my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, passed away when I was like sixteen. So my grandfather was the one who was in my life as an adult, right? And going to his house, spending any amount of time, Walter Mercado was on TV. I mean, if he was on, my grandpa was listening. There was literally a time where my grandfather stayed home. He was supposed to go out that night. Stayed home long enough to watch his horoscope on Walter Mercado because he did. And then... For whatever reason, the the horoscope that day was foreboding like something bad was going to happen at the house. And my grandpa's kind of like, eh, whatever. So he leaves. And then it just couldn't, it didn't leave him. So he turns around, goes back home after a few minutes. And upon getting back to the house, he goes in the backyard and catches someone stealing stuff out of his backyard. No. Yes. Because of the horoscope that Walter Walter Mercado had given for his sign. So my grandfather catches this person who he knew. Knew Shut this person. Up. Mm-hmm. Stealing beer out of his fridge. That Sacrilege. Was, 
in the backyard. So my grandfather, because as I have previously expressed, was an amazing, fabulous human, invites this person in to have a beer that he had been trying to steal and talk about his problems and his issues because... He just needed a... He just needed a talk. He just needed a person. And a beer. And a beer. With with somebody to listen. Wow. Mm -hmm. But there... I mean, am I... I mean, like, Latinos are superstitious. We are. Absolutely. And I mean, research has shown we have this propensity for an external locus of control, meaning I do not control my fate. Fate is controlled either by religion by some other external factor but i don't control it it's just like que dios quiere or whatever the stars have aligned right i have little control in this life so this is part of all of that propensity i wow what the fuck i know the more i drink the more i am thesaurus (laughs) (laughs) so how much are you drinking at work no but you are so right on yeah. The superstitious is. Oh, yeah. And so, I, I just want to point out, like, superstition isn't just putting on the same pair of socks every Friday because that's your lucky lottery thing. Superstition can also be religious related. Like, you always have the St. Christopher in your car. Oh, yeah. Or even the bendición can be superstitious, right? Sure. Like, those are Before just acts travel, that you do. Before you travel, you need the bendición, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So, spot on that because absolutely when you hear your astrology and that even happened when I was when I was showing some video like watching some videos of Walter Mercado before um, the show and we were just sitting on the couch watching them and I'm of course as he's going through the signs I'm I'm explaining the different signs like the signs that are pertinent pertinent to us my partner and I and one of the videos was um, the symbols that different uh, different astrological signs should have in their lives for like good oh. luck. So after I'm watching this, I'm like, I'm getting an arrow tattoo because I'm Sagittarian and he said so. Wow. And that's happening. Well, cause it was true. Like what I want to go back to, you were talking about the Liberace, right? The Liberace yeah, oh my God. His outfits were him, amazing. He's very gender fluid. Yes. But super accepted. Right. By Latinos. And when I was reading about him, he had, I, I can't explain because I don't know f- for sure, mm-hmm. but he said the one like love in his life was this woman, mm-hmm. which really surprised me because this right. entire time I thought he was gay. Mm-hmm. And whether or not he was, you're right. It was super accepted. Like he dressed that way, had lots of rings. All the makeup. The hair, like he went through a long hair phase that was blonde, like bleach dyed blonde mm-hmm. because as a Puerto Rican Father was from Puerto Rico. Mom was from Spain. He was a little bit fair-skinned, but he had dark hair, Mm -hmm. but he bleached it. And it was just very effeminate. Very. But fine. Like, everybody liked it. I was like, oh, that's okay, because he gives us our information. He is who he is, right? Like, accepted for who he was. So, apparently, in September, like, as recently as September, he did this interview with Jorge Ramos on uh, Real America. And he was talking about his sexuality because this was a, a topic of conversation. When you see him, it obviously right. brings up like what what's happening, right? And he says, quoting, the people want to know, is Walter straight, homosexual, metrosexual, bisexual? I don't care. Mr. Mercado said through his thick Charo-esque accent, here I am. I am who I am and that's it. So no explanation and none needed. None needed. Who cares? Who cares? You know, he had an app for his astrology. Of course. Yeah. And when after the week after it came out, it was like the number two selling app in Mexico. Crazy. Uh, So on that note, I I got us some horoscopes. (gasps) Ooh. Look at you giving us bonus content. Well, because, you know, in honor of, right? Right. That's what he would want. So you are a Sagittarius. I am. Okay. Do you know, like, some key, uh, what are some key things that are, characteristics that are supposed to go with Sagittarians Um, for those who are not privy? So, from what I've read, Sagittarians um, are adventurers. We love maps. Um, We love to travel. I don't know. Okay. The the rest Mm -hmm. is. All right. So, I'm going to give you your your Sagittarius horoscope for today. For today. For today. Uh, it's a great goal, and I haven't read this yet, so 
It's a great goal to want to live out one of your dreams, but you need to let a few more goals into your life. Hmm. Devoting all your energy to one small task is too narrow a focus for you right now. Your brain needs more diverse stimulation. Being so single-minded for too long could be closing you off emotionally from the people who want to get closer to you. Open up your life and your calendar today and let yourself spend time on other things for a change. Okay. Is that meaningful for you? Absolutely, because I'm superstitious and I believe. So now I'm kind of going through my head going, have I been focused on one thing and not letting other things in? Have you? Yes. Yes, I have. I'm quitting. More goals, (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) The outro is the last podcast. (laughs) All right, so give us yours. Okay, I'm a Libra. uh, And basically, the most I know about that is I'm indecisive. So... So do you follow your astrology at all? I mean, little bits. I'm not going to say I'm a person who looks at my horoscope every single day. But if, you know, I will say there are times where I'm like, eh, I need a little something. A little something to tell me I'm on the right path. I'll check one out, look one up, whatever. Or if I happen to be looking through a newspaper or magazine and it's there in my face, I'm going to read it and Cosmo, figure gotcha. out what, uh, absolutely, what applies to me, right? Because, yeah. All the so things. you're a Libra. I'm a Libra indecisive lucha libra lucha libra (laughs) (laughs) um so mine says for today be critical of invitations you receive today (gasps) like to record the podcast especially if they are business related probe a little bit deeper and ask a few more questions about what they're offering you in exchange for your time is it something you really want to get involved with Ask them who else is coming. And if someone you don't respect has also been invited, that should tell you all you need to know. Why give up your free time to spend it with someone you don't like doing something you don't understand? <laughs> this was a couple <laughs> days ago, <laughs> FYI. <laughs> uh, I like it, but I do, I, I definitely can read into that and say, you know, oftentimes I fight being a people pleaser and I have to really reflect on my own uh, best interests and be more precise about the things that I'm doing and intentional so I get it I'll take it okay so do you think that any of what was said for the Sagittarius could be applied to you oh always so any one of the astrological signs whatever can be applied okay I do and and I think that's that's the part that speaks to our human nature and wanting to feel or, or needing to know that there's this greater force that's guiding us. That there's something else besides our own stupidity that's going to get us through <laughs> to the end of days. You know, like, we need to know. We, we need uh, some affirmation that we're on the right path. I can see that. Yeah, definitely. Um, when I... When I was thinking about ruminating on Walter and his death, I was thinking about, and I'm not putting putting these two individuals in the same league, but how we reacted to these two individuals. So there was that one lady who had the fake Jamaican accent and call me now for what? your horoscope. Oh my God! You no, don't know no, who no! This was. I do, Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo. So the mm, reaction to yes. Miss Cleo mm-hmm. versus the reaction to Walter Mel- Mercado. Mm-hmm. So Miss Cleo was like, fuck that bullshit. Like, oh my God, you're just calling, wasting your money. But Walter Mel- Mercado, oh, we have to follow that. No, my uh, my grandfather literally canceled travel plans based on a Walter Mercado or would tell my mom, like, it's not safe for you to go somewhere. Because and and my grandfather was not this. I, I w- you wouldn't consider him this kooky, superstitious, living off of the crystals and pulling tarot cards every morning of his life. Like he was a logical, engineering mind person who also happened to live and die by Walter Mercado's words. And also, like the thing that one of the things that stands out to me is that astrology doesn't always go hand in hand with Catholicism, which is our mm-hmm. the, the religion I grew up with and Same. the religion of a lot of people of the borderlands. Mm-hmm. But he made it so that it was, it, it did go hand in hand because he would do all of his astrological like, 
predict not predictions but his commentary i don't know uh, it always had dios god it was with always everything. a religious connotation Abs- absolutely there was always religion a mixed blessing in with it. Uh, so it was more yes. accepting not just on a superstitious level but also because he did thread into that the christianity side of it where mm. god was always there even in the stars so it made it palatable for our gente to watch and and follow Absolutely. what he said well and you didn't feel like you were going against church or your beliefs right. by buying into this by believing it by living by it you were just it was another element of that belief system that bigger picture that higher power right well so poor went out for walter mercado he was 87 so super young that is not super. How old are you? How how long Wait, do you think you're going to live? How old was your? How old? Well, I'm not going to live that long. I know my father passed away at 72. Oof. His father passed away at 72. I'm probably like, <laughs> I'm probably not going to live to see 90. But come on, like in this day and age, yeah. how long did how long did your grandfather last? 98. See, Mita. I know. 87's know. pretty young, all things considered. So poor went out for Walter Mercado. Con where mucho, mucho, mucho amor, as he would say. And um, I love that we still have him on the YouTubes, on the Facebooks, yeah. that we can still have him in our life. And, you know, whether or not it was like something to snicker or whether or not you were actually believed, it was still something part of our cultura, our borderland area. Watched him, loved him. Oh, a beloved face on the TV that you just knew... You had to listen to. And you know what? And for being decades old and rocking that gender fluidity in a way that people didn't question and just loved and believed and went with. That's that's just the way he was. That's that was the thing. Like That's just the way he was. It was accepted. So something we can definitely learn from. So we're at the end of episodio ocho. We've talked a little bit about our Thanksgiving. We've talked a little bit about, you know, the parenting aspect, brown versus white. And we talked a little bit about Walter Mercado and our de Nuevo because he is now gone from us. And when I texted you, I said, oh. he died on, on uh, um, Dia de los Muertos. Was that a coincidence? And you were like, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> he knew us up. <laughs> this is the Pocha Podcast. You're Charlene. And your cat. And we will see you next month. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. You'll get bonus content that's more than just the weedy weedy for the end of the month. You'll have some stuff to listen to for Thanksgiving break. Be careful on Black Friday. (laughs) Yeah, truth. Bye. Bye.